Jesus. Man, thank you so much for Sundays, Lord. God, thank you for an awesome family, Lord, and, and a space where we can just come and be ourselves and just celebrate you and acknowledge you. And Father, with this word, I thank you for your word, the Bible, God, and, and all the good stuff that's in there. And Father, as we dig in today and really, really get some gold for, for our weeks, for our months, for our years ahead, God, I ask that you just open our ears, open our minds and our hearts just to receive whatever you have for us. Father, I believe that you have something for every single person here. So Lord, we don't want to leave this place without just one thing from you, God. So would you highlight that and would you bless that? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome. Why don't you all get your seats? I'm going to push this back because I was daring enough to wear four-inch heels to bring the word. And so I need everyone to pray that I don't fall and eat it. Awesome. Okay, well, welcome. Um, if you see this little thing hanging out of my jumpsuit, that is because I'm recording this for our podcast. If you guys didn't know, we have a podcast out there. You can find us on iTunes. It's House SF. And um, I want to give a shout-out to podcast world. Um, Tammy, I, I gave a little shout out on Instagram of what I was going to be sharing. And one of the girls that follows us on the podcast was like, you know what? Thank you so much for your family. That's all of you. And for the word that you guys bring to me. So Tammy, if you're listening, I just want to tell you, we love you and um, keep tuning in, girl. We hope to see you here one day. Is that awesome? I think that's awesome. Craig shared last Sunday about the reach that God has given us through this tiny little podcast and how many nations are actually tuning in. So you guys, that's really cool. That's your house, okay? So that's awesome. Well, how's your year going? Is it good? Is it? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 2018, we're like a month in. I want to check in, see how y'all are doing. Um, as you all know, we, uh, or maybe you don't know, this year we have put kind of a phrase over the year, and those are the words yes and amen. And what that means, and, and we really, we believe that for this family, we believe that for house, but we believe that for every single one of your lives. Yes and amen. And what that really captures is saying yes to all that God has for us, his plans, his promises, and also saying yes to, I think I just said promises. So we're going to say yes to his promises as well. But I wanted to encourage you that each and every one of you has a purpose in this world. And I love the last couple of Sundays we started to unpack what does that look like for us. And, and each and every one of you has a plan from God a race, if you will, a path, if you will, that's set out straight for you and only you can run it. And when we started this, uh, this year off, we started a, a special service and worship. And I shared a, a quick little word and I wanted just to, to start things off with this. Um, wanted to encourage you to run the race. Whatever that looks 
like for you. Whatever that dream is, whatever that desire and that passion is for you, whatever you feel like you are on this earth to do, I just want to encourage you, go at it full steam ahead. Run your race. No one else can do it but you. And the world needs you to run it. We need you to run it. The church needs you to run it. Okay? Your family needs you to run it. So you've got a plan and a purpose. Can we all just agree to that up front? You've got a plan and a purpose for your life, and you've got a race that is just for you to run. I love even in, um, in Hebrews 12, it puts it like this. There's a scripture that says, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. I'm going to be real with you. Sometimes the race, the path, doesn't look like some sweet little manicured lawn. Sometimes there's obstacles ahead of you. Sometimes there's a mountain. Sometimes there's a river that you just got to swim through. It's kind of like a game of shoots and ladders sometimes, right? Do you guys remember that in your childhood where it's like, you're climbing up this ladder and then, and then you slide on down. Like sometimes life is like that. Sometimes the path is like that. It's not just some nice little track that we see in a high school somewhere, right? Like it can, it can be a little rough sometimes. So that's why I want to encourage you today, one month in, no matter what 2018 has looked like for you, please keep running. Please keep running. With perseverance, keep running. Don't give up. Please don't give up. Because there is a purpose and a plan, and there is so much gold behind what you're doing. Okay? Is that all right? Are we all on the same page there? Don't bench yourself. Don't bench yourself. If I could be really straight up with you, at the end of last year, that's kind of what I did. I benched myself a little bit. But what I mean by that is just, I started to run out of steam. I started to not take time to fill myself up, which is priority if you're going to run this race. But I started, to, um, I started to take myself out of the game a little. And it's so important to stay in the game. Are you with me? It's so important. And I want to tell you that this, this race that's set out ahead of you, this path that's out ahead of you, It doesn't need to look perfect. You don't have to run it perfectly, okay? God's not standing there with a timer seeing who can come in at the best time at the end of it. He just wants you to finish. He just wants you to finish. This race that's out ahead of you, it's not a competition. The runners alongside you are your family and your friends. They're not your competitors. It's not a competition. We don't need to compare the race that we're running. This is your race. No one can run it like you. God just wants you to finish strong, hey? God just wants you to finish strong. And you know what? What I love is we're not meant to run this race and leave others behind. So that's what fam's for, right? If you see someone that maybe just tripped and fell flat on their face, could you just stop for a second and help and pick them up and encourage them? Amen? Amen. We've all got a race to run. But we've established that. We've got a plan. We've got a purpose. We've got a race to run. But then we also acknowledge that sometimes it's rough. Right? Can we just be real? Sometimes life is hard. 
right? Sometimes life is challenging. Sometimes we get exhausted. Sometimes we run out of steam like maybe I did the end of last year. So my question for you is what is going to enable you to go the distance? What enables us to go the distance? I love the tail end of that scripture I just shared with you in Hebrews 12:1, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. I'm here to tell you today, the one thing that will enable you to continue to have stamina and perseverance that will keep you on the path of running this race it's going to have to do with whatever you're fixing your eyes on. Whatever you're fixing your eyes on. Jesus. His word. His promises. This will sustain you. As opposed to my lack, my doubt, my circumstances. This will bench you. It's up to us to choose to fix our eyes on what is true. On what is true this song that we sang before, I love the worship team, picked this out in the middle of the week, and Morgan, our gorgeous tall blonde over there, sent me a message in the middle of the week and was like, hey, I just, I really feel like we should sing this song, but I wanted to check, like, does it kind of line up with what you're talking about? It's like dead on. It's so dead on that I'm actually going to quote this song throughout the whole message, if that's okay. All right, I just want to pull apart some lyrics, because what we are actually just singing our promises. What we are just singing is truth, and that's what I want us to fix our eyes on. Amen? So I I love how it starts, or this one phrase, it says, in the context of how to go the distance, hanging on every word you've spoken, it will not be shaken, clinging to life for all you promise, hanging on every word you say clinging to every word he says. I promise you this will sustain you. I promise you if you could just cling on, grasp it, speak it, declare it, keep it in front of you, this will enable you to go the distance. This will enable you to go the distance. So a few things before we jump into some of his promises, because I think it's important. If we're going to Keep something in front of us. We need to know what we're keeping in front of us, right? So we're going to unpack that in a minute. But I want to just foundationally give us a few truths about his word. Because that's his promise, right? His word. Clinging to life for all you promise. Hanging on every word you say. The song starts off like this. Say the word and there is light. Say the word, and dead bones rise. There's something special about God's word. There's something powerful about God's word. Number one, God's word is powerful, and it's true. It's powerful, and it's true. Psalm 33, 4. I'm going to get you guys a lot of scripture because I think it's important to have that in your back pocket, okay? So Psalm 30, 33, 4, it says, For the word of the Lord is right and true. He is faithful in all he does. So right up front, you can trust it. 
Right up front, you know it's not deceitful. Right up front, you know that this is truth. So this is what we should keep in front of us. Amen? Psalm 33, 6 goes on to say, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. It goes on to say in verse 9, For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. What have you created with your words lately? I sure didn't create a heaven or an earth, but our God did. And that is the same author that has authored all of this. Our creator God. When there was nothing, he created something. That's the kind of power that is in this word. That's the kind of truth that is in this word. I mean, just close your eyes and imagine just a glimpse of some of his creation. Think of something that you've seen that's maybe beautiful, maybe up in Tahoe or maybe a beautiful waterfall or whatever it is. He spoke that into existence. That's how it was created. His word is powerful and it is true. Isaiah 55.11. I love this truth as well. Every start and end hangs on your voice, the lyrics say, for your word never returns void. Isaiah 55.11 says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Nothing else will achieve that purpose, that call in your life, than other than his word and partnering with his promises. Did you catch that? He says, so my word goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So do you see when we keep his word and his promises in front of us, that's actually what accomplishes the mission. That's exactly what accomplishes you finishing strong. Amen. Are you guys with me? Are you just thinking a lot? Everyone's really quiet. I need you to be lively. Okay, thank you. Awesome. Okay, cool. Thank you in the back. Okay, here we go. This is something to be excited about, okay? I know I have a teacher voice and everyone immediately goes back into like taking notes quiet, but it's okay. Let's talk. We're just hanging here. Let's just have fun. Awesome. So his word is powerful and true. His word is permanent. His word is permanent. 1 Peter 1.25. All this good stuff you can find in the Bible afterwards. Or now. You can turn there now. But the word of the Lord endures forever. There's no expiration date on his word. There's no expiration date on his promise. What he spoke even from the moment that the heavens and the world were created that still sustains today. He spoke it and it just kept going. It endures forever. It is permanent, it's not going anywhere. Number three, another truth I wanna give you about his word, I've already kind of spoken to this, is that it's a promise. This is a promise, like when you give someone your word, right? What is that? 
You're giving him your promise. Well, he's given us his word, and he keeps his word. I love in the paraphrase in the message, it says this. It's actually um, part of this is in your song booklet. I'm just going to read a little bit. It says in, in Hebrews 6, 13 through 18, God gave his word. When God made his promise to Abraham, he backed it to the hilt, putting his own reputation on the line. He said, I promise that I'll bless you with everything I have. Bless and bless and bless. Abraham stuck it out and got everything that had been promised to him. When people make promises, they guarantee them by appeal to some authority above above them, so that if there's any question that they'll make good on their promise, the authority will back it up. Isn't that true? But when God wanted to guarantee his promise, he gave his word, a rock-solid guarantee. God can't break his word. If you don't get anything out of today, I pray you get that. Just write those words down. God can't break his word. And because his word cannot change, the promise is likewise unchangeable, never ending. It's permanent. Amen. For we who have run for our lives to God have every reason to grab the promised hope with both hands and never let go. Never let go. These are the promises we have. This is the truth that has been given to us, the power that it's laced with, and it's so permanent, it's not going anywhere. Are you excited about these promises? I'm excited. Do you see now how maybe that's going to give you some adrenaline to keep running this race? Amen. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, his word, his promise. The last little thing I want to touch on before we dig into some of the promises I have to share with you today. His word, it's powerful, true, it's permanent, it's a promise. Side note, God's not just a promise giver, he's a promise keeper. So important to remember that. But number four, it's personal. His word, his promise is personal. Do you know what we sang earlier? I love these lyrics. It says, word made flesh, you wrote in grace. Promise kept through cross and grave. Do you know what that's referring to? John 1, 1 starts like this. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. Verse 14. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory and the glory of the one and only Son. Who is that talking about? Jesus. Who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 18. No one has ever seen God, but the one and only Son, who is himself God and is in the closest relationship with God. And he has made him known to us. 
Do you see what happened in that story, in that moment when Jesus came to earth, in that moment where God sent his son, who is fully God and fully person? It became personal. Do you see what happened when Jesus went to the cross and died for us as a beautiful sacrifice, wiping away all our shame and all the stuff that just gets in the way? He made it as an invitation for us should we choose him, as this says, relationship made available, our relationship now becomes personal. It's personal. And because of all of that, we now are adopted into the family of God, right? So this isn't just some distant God in like some history pages somewhere, but no, now this becomes a real person, a real savior, a real heavenly father, that says, this is my personal promise to you, son and daughter. It's personal. This word is personal. These promises aren't just any promise now. These promises are your personal promises. Do you see how beautiful that is? Do you see how life-giving that is? Do you see how encouraging that is? This word is not to make you feel bad about yourself. This word is not to condemn us. This word is to lift us up. This word is to encourage us. This word is something to fix our eyes on. And this word is something to sustain us. Amen? It's personal now. It's personal now, but it's up to us to cling to those promises as they are. It's up to us to grab a hold of them and say, you know what? Something changes now. Something changes because I'm not just going to read this like it's any old book. I'm going to read this as the way that you intended it. I'm going to read this and grab hold of them as my promises. So when the waves of life hit and obstacles arise, I've got something to carry me on the other side. I've got a promise from God now. Do you see how strong that makes you? I love this sign back there. It says he empowers you. Yes, he does. He empowers you with his spirit and he empowers you with his word. You're strong now. Nothing can stand in your way because you have got a personal promise from God. And you know what's so cool? These pages are full of them. We could spend a lifetime studying these promises, writing down these promises. We could spend a lifetime, and that's my prayer for us, that we do. That we do, that we don't miss anything God has for us. His word is powerful, it's permanent, it's a promise, and it's personal. So what I'd love to do with you for the remaining time we have is I'd love for us just to unpack some promises together. I want to leave you with something that you can hold out in front of your, your day, your Monday, amen? That you can put this in front of you and it'll carry you through. Okay, I want to give you something. Better yet, God wants to give you something. Okay, so I don't have three hands and so I've asked the lovely Julie Lashapal to come up because what I've done... Yes, please. What I've done is uh, I've given you a month's worth of promises here, okay? There's one for every day if you need it. Or maybe one of these you just need for a month, 
okay? But I've, we've given you these promises, and what's beautiful about each promise, can you hand me that one? The plants will go in this order. Um, I thought I said plants. <laughs> well done. Let's give her a round of applause. That was good. <laughs> On the back of every promise is a scripture from God. Because his word is a promise, amen? So in the back of every single one of these words is tied to a scripture, a promise, something, an anchor where you can go back and you can, you can circle this in your Bible, you can write it wherever you need to write, and you can keep it in front of you so you can run that race, amen? But I wanna start with this one, plans. I might just read a bunch of them and then I might just share a couple of experiences where I've seen this true in my own life, if that's okay. That's okay with you, Jules. You might be here for a while. Sorry, okay. <laughs> plans. This we need to know. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Did you know that's God's promise to you? That's God's promise for you. Jeremiah 29, 11. Maybe we'll put some of these on Instagram too so you have something to go back to. But plans, you have got a plan on your life. Thank you, do you mind putting it back up? You have got a purpose on your life. There is so much purpose infused in your life right now because of what's happened, because of the cross. But one purpose I love in particular, I know Craig has done a beautiful job of unpacking what that might look like as we walk things out on this side of heaven with a call to to be the change, a call to love those around you, a call to, to reach and, and support and love on the nations, right? We've got a huge call on our lives, but I love in the message in Matthew 5, 14, 16, it says, so simple, you are here to be light, bringing out the God colors of the world. That's your purpose. You've got something, so give it. You've got something. You've got hope. You've got a future. You are loved. So it's up to us to shine brightly into whatever circumstance we might find ourselves. You've been given life, eternal life, because of what has been accomplished on the cross. Do you want it? Yeah, sure, why not? Let's read these. Are these helpful? Are these helpful? Okay. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. John 3.16. That's a good one. A lot of people know that one. We'll probably see that at the Super Bowl today from some fan sign, right? But this is true. This is true. But God loves us so much that he gave his one and only son. And through that, when we receive that, we're giving life and life to the fullest. This is a promise we should always keep in front of us. This is something to be grateful for. This is something to inspire you and to encourage you. We have a promise that we will be protected. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, says the Lord. When you pass through the rivers, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. Isaiah 43, 2. He will protect you. No matter what 
what area you are along this race right now, if it's like literally standing in a bursting flame of fire, you will not burn. I need someone in here to know that. No matter what season you might be in right now, he is there protecting you. He is your protector. Amen. These are so good. I'm getting really excited. I love it. Freedom. You have been given the promise of freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. John 8, 36. You are free. Sometimes you might not feel so free, so that's why it's up to us to keep this in front of us and remind us, no, 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 no. Promise says, God says, I am free. Amen. Amen. That is a promise for God. He will never forsake you. Oh, okay, I might cry. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Deuteronomy 31.8. Even before you knew him, he pursued you. Even before you might have acknowledged him, maybe you're still trying to figure this stuff out. Like, mm, I don't know, is he real, is he not? I just need you to know no matter what state of belief or unbelief we're in, he is with you. And he never forsakes you. I know this to be so true. A lot of you guys might not know, like, I didn't, didn't have the easiest, like, upbringing. Um, things were, like, pretty good in, like, suburbia and all that, whatever. But, like, after my parents divorced, things got really low for me. And I ended up running kind of away, so to speak, from the small town I, I grew up in and, and escaped to L.A. because I thought, like, clearly I should be a superstar. So I went to, <laughs> I went to L.A. And, yeah, and God bless L.A. And, but for me, it was such an impressionable time in my life. And I had a lot of baggage and a lot of hurts and a lot of things that I was working out. You know, I didn't understand why my parents wouldn't want to be together. I put a lot of guilt thinking that I was probably the reason why they, they split. Like, it's just classic, right? Classic, like, child of split family. Like, you take it upon yourself. And, and so I was really searching. And this was not, LA was not the safest area for me right then. And I found myself in situations that were pretty terrible. Um, unsafe situations. Mind you, I was 18 years old, a little girl pretty much, and found myself in situations. And there was one in particular, I didn't think I was going to go there, but I'm just going to go there, um, where I was at a bar because I had a fake ID, and I was at a bar and um, was talking to this gentleman who I was like, oh, he seems nice enough, blah, 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 and went to the restroom. And when I went into the restroom, I was coming out, this girl stopped me, and she said, I saw you at that bar. She's like, I needed to tell you, when you went to the restroom, I saw this the man you're talking to take something out of his jacket and pour it into your drink. 
And what are you done? You put date rape in my drink. And she's like, I don't know if you're from here, if you have someone that can come and pick you up. She's like, I just couldn't watch that and not say something. God does not forsake you. God is with you and he will protect you no matter what season. I look back now and I'm like, oh my word, I didn't even want anything to do with him and yet he's still pursued and he's still protected like the loving father he is. There's so many reasons why I shouldn't be standing here. There are so many reasons. And yet God protected, he does not forsake you. I need you to know that. I need you to know that. He does not forsake you. He cares for you. I love this scripture. It says, cast your anxieties upon the Lord, for he cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7. He doesn't care how much you achieve. He doesn't care about how good of a Christian you become. He just cares, period. He just cares. That's a promise for you. He only knows how to give good gifts. Every good and perfect gift is from above. And I love this. How much more will your Father in heaven good gifts, good, (laughs) try to say that three times fast. It's really hard. Give good (laughs) gifts to those who ask him. Matthew 17, 11. Your Father has good gifts for you. Are these encouraging you? Are these helping you? Good. I'm so, so glad. We're going to speed through some of them. God has greater things ahead of you. I love this promise that Jesus tells his disciples as God himself is standing here on earth and he promises that they, they, he says, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing and they will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father and I will do whatever you ask in my name so that my Father may be glorified. If you've got an impossible call or an impossible dream on your life, I need you to know that's probably from God because he promises that you will do, he will do through you even greater things than what you read on those pages in the Bible, okay? Nothing is impossible for God. No matter how big or scary that dream is, this is your promise, amen? Amen. He provides. God promises his provision. Thanks, Jules. God will meet all of your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. This lovely couple was believing for a space of their own for over a year, probably even then some. And they just moved in two weeks ago to their dream home. God meets every need. Every need. It was so crazy when um, Craig and I went to Sydney, Australia. I don't know if you guys know that, but we spent some time out there. It's where we both got trained um, for ministry, and we were just part of a really awesome local church out there. And um, but we showed up with like nothing, and somehow by the grace of God, we got an apartment, and Craig got a job, and it was it was insane, like how much God provided. But I think. The moment where this promise of God's provision came so true to me was the moment when a couple in church that we hardly even knew asked us to go to dinner with them. And we're like, yeah, sure. No, they were like really awesome, cool couple. And 
they, they're like, well, well, we'll pick you up and we'll go to Surrey Hills, this really cool place by where we were living. We're like, yeah, 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 sounds good because we don't have a car and struggle has been real without a car because um, Craig had to commute by like, I don't even know how long his commute was on the bus and it was just, it was getting to be a bit, a bit ridiculous with all the commuting we needed to do and Sydney's pretty spread out, like you kind of need a car. And so we're like, yeah, that'd be awesome if you could pick us up. You guys, I will never forget that evening. They roll up in this car that was a little older, but um, this like burgundy Ford laser. Zoom, zoom. That's it. Zoom, zoom. And <laughs> it actually had an alarm system on it that when you press lock, it would go, mew, mew. <laughs> um, anyways. So they pull up in this car, Ford Laser, and <clears throat> Craig and I, excuse me, we turn to each other and we're like, I thought they had like a Mazda or something, but whatever. So we get in and they're driving us to Surrey Hills to this really cool restaurant. And the wife's like, should we tell him? Should we tell him? And the husband's like, yeah, we we're going to wait until dinner, but fine, fine, tell him. So she like turns around and she's like, what do you guys think of the car? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, it's awesome. Like, this is great. <laughs> and she's like, cool, because we bought it for you. You guys, we had maybe spoken to this couple a few times on a Sunday. And what we didn't know is for a year, they had been purposely saving so that they, by God's direction, could be the means in which God would supply and meet our needs. God meets every need. Sometimes, all the time, actually, miraculously. Pretty cool. This is such an actual promise. I'm gonna flow through some of these. I might not read the back, but um, some more. No, it's too good. I got it. Okay, I'll give you the back. Sorry. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to fly through these. So ask and receive some promises here. I need you to know this. When we pray, when we dedicate time in the middle of the service to pray, I need you to know that God answers prayers. They don't fall on deaf ears, okay? And he also he has every means to, like we were just saying, to give and meet every need. It says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be opened. All that to say, don't stop asking because you have a promise that he will provide. Amen. Matthew 7, 7, 8. Okay, I'm just going to read some of these other ones. We're not going to do the back for the sake of time, but you have, a, you have a promise from God that he will answer. Thank you, Julie. You have a promise from God that you are forgiven. Doesn't matter even if you mess up along this race. Sometimes we need to keep that in front of us. You're forgiven no matter what. You have a promise that he will provide wisdom. You have a promise that he will give you strength. You have a promise that he will guide you. It says if you submit your ways to him, he will make your path straight. You have a promise for healing. You have a promise for healing. 
You have a promise that you are now fearless because his spirit lives in you and it does not give you the spirit of fear or timidity, but of love and power and self-discipline. You have the promise that you are loved. This is an unconditional kind of love. Doesn't matter how you're doing on your race, God loves you. He is for you. He is proud of you. You have a promise that he will help you. I just got to read this one. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Isaiah 41, 13. You have a promise that he will fight for you. You only need to be still. You have a promise that like, I love how Isaiah says this phrase sometimes. It's all good. You say it real quick. Oh, it's all good. Yes, just like that. It's all good. In fact, you have a promise that God will work everything out for good according to his purpose and will. Amen. You have a promise that you are a new creation, that you are anointed to proclaim good news to the poor. You have a promise that he will be your safety, your refuge, your stronghold. You have a promise of armor that no matter what life throws at you, he will extinguish. It says every fiery arrow that is thrown your way. You have a promise of salvation. You have a promise that you are not alone. Along this race, I need you to know you are not alone. You have a promise of peace that doesn't make sense. It's not, it doesn't have to. It's from him. You have a promise that every desire, if you submit your heart to him, take delight in him, he will give you the desires of your heart. And you have a promise that your God will always listen. Amen. Amen. Okay, I know I went a little bit over there, but I really just wanted you guys to get this. Are we all on the same page? Okay, awesome. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. We're just going to sing that, that song, the Say the Word. Are you guys cool if we sing this one more time? Okay, awesome. Why don't you go ahead and stand? There's a line, there's a line in this, um, a lyric in this song that I think just, it speaks to what we're talking about here, enabling us to go the distance, enabling us to run that race set before us. And it says, because I know your word will never, ever fail. Those promises are powerful, permanent, personal, and true. They're unfailing. So I want to just ask you two quick questions, and then I'd love for you just to worship with God and just take this time for yourself and Him. But two questions I want you to ask yourself is what promise do I personally know to be true? What promise can I write down? What story can I attach? What scripture backing his promise can I attach to? Or just like when Craig and I were blessed with that car. Or looking back now, I can see where his light and his love was all along. What story do you have attached? Or you can say, you know what? It's true. 
And the second question I want to give you is what promise does your soul need to cling to right now? So we're going to sing these words. We're going to worship. And I want to invite you, if you need to take off one of those promises that's up there on that board, please do. What promise do you need to cling to right now in order for you to finish that race strong, in order for you to run in full pursuit of all that is ahead of you? Is that okay? Amen. We'll worship team. I'll hand it off to you.